Welcome to the Leadership Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Jono White. I'm the founder and principal consultant of Clarity. We are an Australian-based consultancy that works with leaders around the world, and our passion is to invest in people to become everything they're meant to be in order to fill the world with healthy organizations that people love to work for and customers line up to buy from. The goal of this podcast is to invest in you and your leadership. If you're just joining us for the first time, then feel free to check out consultclarity.org. That's our website, consultclarity.org. We have so many free resources on there. The most popular being our seven questions on leadership series. We've had more than 1,500 leaders from around the world in all different sectors give their in-depth answers on leadership, what books they love, what they found most challenging, uh, the most meaningful stories, how they how they structure their time through the day. That's free, so go and check it out. And we'd love to interview you about your leadership. I believe you have advice from your experience, your context, and your life so far that is important and can help other leaders. It's also a great way to give back. It's free to get involved, and you can do so by going to consultclarity.org forward slash seven dash questions dash interest, or just Google consultclarity.org seven questions interest and fill out the form that pops up. We have a free resource for you on our website. It's called Leadership Survival Guide. It's a 57-page ebook. It has interviews with 10 world-class leaders, and you can go to consultclarity.org. It's right at the top and get that today. Uh, we also have a daily email that we send out to over 15,000 leaders, and that email contains the highlights, our best content from our podcasts, our blog, uh, my book, uh, the books that we're loving that are out there about leadership, it's also the best way to get access to our masterclasses and workshops before anyone else. And there's also exclusive and limited uh, special options just for subscribers. And you can subscribe by going to consultclarity.org forward slash subscribe. Now, my gift to you is to work incredibly hard to provide the best leadership content I can to invest in you and your leadership. So if you're finding our content helpful, if you find this podcast helpful, then your gift to me uh, could be this. If you, if you do find it helpful, then write a review or rate our content and make sure you subscribe or follow. I can't emphasize enough how helpful that is. It really does help us to get the word out there so we can invest in more leaders to become everything they're meant to be. It also means a lot to me personally when people like you and people in our community share our content on social media. So if you do that, then please do look for me, Jono White, to tag me and look to tag Clarity uh, on whatever platform you're on. And our team, including me, I'm always looking to see when people have mentioned us so that I can engage with you. And also we look at sharing content. So if you you write something about something we've done, there's also a good chance we'll share that with our followers. So if you could do that, that is a massive, massive help as we try to invest in as many leaders as we can around the world. Last of all, you can check out my book about how to deal with difficult people even if you hate conflict. It's called Step Up or Step Out. It's available on Amazon. You can just look up Step Up or Step Out, John O'White, or you can go to store.consultclarity.org forward slash book and check it out there. I 
have coached leader after leader after leader and in more than 50% of the sessions, this topic comes up. How do I deal with this person? I'm finding it really difficult and, and I just wanna find a way that doesn't blow up to do a really, just to have a difficult conversation, to lead them better. How do I do that? There's a three-step process that I outline in this book that I believe can help you. Okay, let's get into today's episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast. Today's guest is Mac Eng. Mac is the Chief Executive Officer of MSIG Singapore. Welcome to the podcast, Mac. Thank you, Juno. Good morning to you and your listeners. Yeah. Yeah, it's wonderful to have you on. First of all, tell tell us about your role as CEO and about what you do at MSIG Singapore. Sure, thanks. Thanks, Juno. Uh, so I lead the Singapore operations. Uh, so MSIG is a generations operations uh, uh, global uh, general insurer um, worldwide. We have uh, presence in all the markets in ASEAN, Hong Kong, Australia, New Zealand, uh, and around the region. And for my role, uh, I oversee the operations in Singapore, so responsible for both top and bottom line for the Singapore market. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you for unpacking that. Let's let's jump into your story, Mac. Tell us about your childhood. Let's start there. What, what are some of the moments or even themes from your uh, from that part of your life when you were growing up that really shaped you into the person and the leader you are today? Thanks thanks for that. It's an interesting question. Um, so I think for me, I grew up in a family of five, um, two sisters and myself. And I think my dad uh, is the sole breadwinner. My mom uh, is a homemaker. And my dad grew up uh, during the World War II period, right? And he... Um, I think he had to disrupt his uh, studies and he, despite all that, uh, armed with a primary two education, I think he clawed his way up uh, the hierarchy, became a supervisor and really provided well for the family. Sent the three kids overseas uh, for your university education. So I think one of my, 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 my first role models was looking at my father, right? And, and, and my dad um, really epitomizes uh, what is good work ethic, great attitude, never say die at, you know, in terms of whatever that, that, that set before him. He had a couple of setbacks in his career where he thought he was going to lose his job uh, every now and then, but every time he came back stronger, uh, where the bosses, um, uh, you know, uh, value what he's providing for the company. And, um, and and he was doing two jobs as well, right, just to, you know, make sure that the family is comfortable. Uh, wow. so, so my father, as, as a father figure, and also as a leader in a family, I think I, I really looked up to him. So he definitely is one one person that I really look up to. I think also, I guess, the other one I can mention is really uh, in my grow up, growing up years, uh, I watched um, uh, a little bit of TV and uh, on and off you have um, then our founding father, um, uh, 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 Mr. Lee Kuan Yew, who, who was obviously at his prime and he would... Um, have all these rallies, have political rallies, and and uh, to quote unquote, I guess, uh, rally the people, motivate the folks to follow his vision. And remember, now this was back in the seventies, right, when Singapore was a newly independent country, and just seeing the way he lead the country, the way he um, 
motivates and, and, and share his vision for the country uh, from those days when we were just a, a small little village to what it is today, you know. And, and again, the difficult decisions that he's made along the way as well, right, um, really shaped my view of what a leader is supposed to be. I can give you one example. Um, uh, actually, quite a few examples, right? I think I won't do just it's just one, but but uh, our, our founding father, when when he was faced with a, uh, you know, a situation whereby the Singapore Airlines pilots, right, they threatened to uh, go on boycott and and not work, right? Um, he actually sat the the, the 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 team down and said, look, either they, you know, uh, get back to flying or they're all fired, you know. And because at the point in time we were at all formative years of um, building a country and, and Singapore is such an important brand for the country. Uh, it was a it was a whole no prisoners type approach, right? And obviously that's a very draconian type um, uh, you know approach you may you may think of in, in today's context. But at that point in time, uh, during that era, that kind of approach was necessary. So his hard nosed approach towards leadership was something which I uh, observed and, and, and obviously learned from. And obviously, throughout the years, uh, when he hit his seventies, eighties, um, I think obviously he mellowed quite a bit, and he became more like a father figure to, uh, you know, all the uh, citizens. So I hold him the highest regard, you know, uh, as a as a citizen. Yeah, um, incredible. What, what about? Um... Are there any stories of your dad as well? I love that you mentioned those two role models. Any stories that really epitomize the work ethic of your dad or, um, you know, advice he gave you at one yeah. point or, or how he navigated the situation? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think for him, I think there, there was just so many things, right? He, um, he um, just observing him work, right? So he would, he would if, I, if I can just share uh, just a day, a day in his life, right? He would wake up at... Um, probably six in the morning, uh, have a very simple breakfast, and he'll he be off to work at seven. And then um, we don't see him for the whole day, and then after which he'll be back um, at only 10, 10.30 in the evening. Because in between, when he finishes his day job, uh, which is at Sime Davi Shipping at the point in time, I finish work at five or six, goes on, take a, 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 a simple uh, snack or meal, goes on to the second job, which is um, an, a distillery firm called uh, De Myang Huat, um, which is in the Chinatown area, worked as a as as a as the accounts uh, person there for the next three four hours, before coming back then with his father, my grandfather, right. So he'd be home at ten, we have supper with him. Then he would um, we share some stories about you know uh, his day at work, and we would just sit around him while he's having his meal. Um, some of the advice he gave me along the way, right, and and because he he, he never had that formal education that. That, uh, that that is quite actually quite common for his generation, right? Remember these are the baby boomers growing up in the uh, during World War Two. Uh, his advice for me has always been: look, I think whatever you do, you know, just have that have that education that's really important in 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 in, in the world then and still today. And and that's one piece of advice he said: regardless, right, get that get that education that you need because that's going to be your 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 fallback plan number one. And number two, he, he um, asked me to just follow what I'm interested in. So he never said, uh, you know what, Matt, you have to be a, you know, you have to be an engineer, you have to be an accountant, you have to be this or that. And see, it, it, go, it, com- it comes from a view of uh, who is, uh, what, what are you interested in, right? what, what do you want to do? And he was supported 100%. And, 
and just provide the funds so that he could um, make sure that his son and, and, and daughters right, have a better life than, than, than he did. Um, so it's very inspirational for me to see him going through that. And I think the other thing about him in terms of work ethic, right? And, and this is probably not, um, in today's context, people might think it's a workhorse uh, uh, in the context of work-life balance, etc. But at that point in time, he was just so determined to provide for the family. Um, I'll see him work on weekends as well, right? I mean, not, not in office, but at home, I'll see him going through the account books. And at that point in time, this is uh, before the calculator, right? Yeah, I'm going all, 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 all the way back. We're using Abacus to do his tabulation. <laughs> and um, and we just sit by, sit, sit with him. I'll do my doodling and drawings with him and while he's doing his work, you know? And um, yeah, so, so that was, that was a, a, a day in the life of my father, right? And um, so once in a while, he would pepper advice about how you should carry yourself at work, you know, uh, about staying humble. You know, even if you, even if you have a education, uh, you have a new university grad or whatever, just remember to keep learning, um, learn from the seniors. You know, and um, and no matter what you've achieved, just just you know, just um, uh, stay humble. You know, and th- th- those were the advice he gave when when he was um, when I was starting on the work as well. You know, so it was um, good advice. You know, I think because young people tend mm. to be a bit more. Um, you know, when you achieve a little bit of something, you will get a bit more, uh, I guess the word could be arrogant or a bit, a bit full of yourself or, you know, whatever. But I think he always kept me strongly grounded, you know. And along the way, when I had problems or issues, I would run past him, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, in my younger days, when I was department head or supervisor in a unit and I would run into some issues or challenges or ask him, you know, do you need those advice accordingly as well? So it's been... It's been a great journey with my with my dad, right? In terms of learning from him, um, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it's good. yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, so, as you as you grew up, um, do you remember one of your first leadership opportunities where you had a you had some people reporting to you, or you had you really owned a project, or it was for some reason you you felt like you were being stretched or out of your depth a little bit as a leader? Yeah. Um, I would say my, my first my, my, my first job right, I think the young executives that came in um, we were tasked with um, this with AIA by the way right now. and, and um, we were tasked we were all assigned about 1200 uh, agents right this, this is life, life, life agents with about 100 odd uh, agencies so we were given uh, very I would say basic training in terms of the products you know and how to sell those programs, and off you go. So you're, you're operating like a, in a way, like an entrepreneur because you're trying to, you've got targets to meet, right? At the same time, you've got, to, you've got to get the agency leaders on board to sell your products and solutions. And at that point in time, I was in a profit center uh, that is not where the agents are, and the leaders are not contractually obligated to sell our products. So that makes it a bit more interesting for, for for me right and um with within a life insurance company selling the whole line the endowment the unit link products are a must so i belong to another department whereby the agents can sell the products or they can choose not to sell the products and so at a point in time we we had to number one um for myself really convince the leaders that this is really good for the agencies 
And this is also excellent for their agents and part of the survival kit that they need, right? And they can help to ge generate great, uh, uh, good uh, lead, leads for the agents as well that they ensure that they are successful. So it was, it was a journey in itself whereby the, um, you know, convincing the leaders, right? Because you're, you're, in a way, you're, you're, you're tasked with 110, 120 agency leaders, right? With the, with the 1,100 agents behind you, you are tasked to, in a way, manage them, motivate them, lead them to see your point of view, to fulfill your department objectives, right? But always looking at it from their viewpoint as well, making sure that whatever their key concerns are, their pain points are, you are addressing those key issues, right? So one of the key challenges, for example, that agency leaders will face at that point in time uh, is really the survival of the agents. Right? Because out of every 10 agents that, that are recruited, um, six or seven will drop out within the first 12 months, for example. So the products we sell are very simple. So what we try to uh, address uh, with um, the uh, agency leaders was really around, one is the, the solutions we have are simple, but yet they are meaningful for the, for the agents. And as well, you could hope these uh, clients on board as well, where they would buy a product from your agent, if you build that relationship, and from then on, you build to cross-sell your more complex and more sophisticated solutions as well. And um, so, so that, that journey was quite interesting, right? Because um, uh, the, the leaders, they are, some of them are, are, are veterans in the business, right? And to, to, to cajole, persuade, and, and in a way, uh, bring them along the journey with, 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 with you is, a, is an interesting one. And that, some of them, when you're, when you're in your mid-20s, and with these guys in their 30s and 40s and 20, 30 years in the business and look at you and say, what, what would you know? What can you tell me that I really don't know, right? And it's again, uh, taking, a, taking a, you know, a, you know, a lesson from my dad, right? So it's just staying humble and practicing good listening skills, listening to what, what, what their challenges are and trying to address these issues one at a time and providing them a, a, a you know, a, a vision, right? And also an aspiration that they can they can they can do the, the the greater good for their clients as well, you know. So the, the solutions we sell help to provide uh, the um, uh, policyholders uh, complete coverage, you know, uh, head to toe, end to end. And uh, so we did. We, and, and and I think one thing I would say that that's, that that I'm really uh, pleased with um, is that uh, we we brought quite a few of these agency agency leaders on board, agents as well, uh, and they start to they start to pack solutions we have as part of their overall uh, offering to their customers and uh to this day right i think some of the agency leaders um i i vividly remember the support they provided and I'm very thankful for that uh, at the same time i keep in touch with some of them as well although it's been more than 30 years since i you know uh was with the company but uh, it's been a it's been a great journey working in that company and a great a great 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 lessons uh, learned mm. in the organization as well yeah, absolutely. Um, and and on that note, not only from that season, but you know, more recently as well, who have been some of the mentors who have had the biggest positive influence on your leadership so far, Mac? I think I would say they are definitely they are. I, I have the good fortune of working with really great leaders uh, in my career, right? And I'll, I'll mention uh, two uh, key leaders with uh, that has uh, really influenced me. Um, very strongly in how I manage uh, teams. One is uh, my, 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 my uh, current boss, uh, Alan Wilson. 
So Alan Wilson adjusts a step down as a regional CEO. Um, and he, I, I knew him from our Allianz days, right? And, and Alan is, um, you know, he's, um, he's, he's, he's razor sharp, he's witty, uh, but he's very good with people, right? He, although he's a regional CEO, he doesn't uh, have that, you know, uh, you know that, that, that uh, detachment from your day-to-day people or the day-to-day work. You know, he always have a listening ear. Uh, he knows that when he, when he looks at a, a situation or a problem, he's very incisive and decisive in terms of what the next steps are supposed to be. And he, and he advised the uh, teams accordingly. So when I when I joined him for some of these um, uh, performance reviews, and I was with the regional team, uh, and he he will always have a encouraging word uh, for the team, right? For the for the for that for that uh, country's uh, CEO and, and the management team, right? And and everyone just takes very well to him, right? Because I think he has a very calm demeanor that can number one he can lead you at the same time he can be a mentor and he can also guide you accordingly. Uh, you know, in terms of everything that you're looking for. So when I when I need advice, when I when I go to Alan, I think he's always um, listen very intently uh, before dispensing uh, you know uh, views on how you could manage the situation without imposing, right? And, and the other thing I learned about from 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 Alan is just his sense of humor, right? He 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 and he um he's a he's a funny he's a, he's a funny guy. He 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 you know he would um. Uh, his sense of humor tends to, you know, uh, let, make um, I guess uh, uh, individuals, uh, whether you are a staff, whether senior or junior, a little more relaxed, you know, and, and that allows you to open up and be able to share uh, what your views openly as well, and and so so I think so. Alan is one of the key persons that I really have uh, a high respect for. Uh, the other person I would say is. Um, a gentleman called Damien, uh, Damien Sullivan. He 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 was my regional CEO back in uh, Ace Ace Insurance now Chuck. Uh, again, uh, uh, the key the, the key my key observations about Damien is one he's extremely charismatic. Uh, he's a great uh, public speaker. Uh, he he holds the team well. Uh, runs a very tight ship. Uh, he's fun, uh, friendly, but he's not really familiar. Right, so he, he strikes a great balance, right? And one thing great about him is uh, he brings the best out of everyone, right? He expects the best, but always guiding and always honest in his feedback, you know? He doesn't sugarcoat it, but he doesn't tear you down you know, in terms of the things that you say or do. Um, and, and again, mm. he's one of those strong leaders that I, that I uh, have a high regard for. And, and I think to this day, whether it's Damien, Alan, and many other leaders that I have that I've opportunity to work with, um, you know, I, I, I adapt, you know, I learn and I adapt. And obviously, all of us, we have our own style, right? I think I, I, I cannot be a Damien, I cannot be an Alan. But you learn from the best and you try to adapt those what is right for you and make sure that uh, ultimately your, your goal as a leader is to bring out the best in your people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, they're wonderful stories that you that you told, and and they sound like great mentors. Uh, what about for you, Mac? What have been? Uh, can you think of an aha moment as a leader in your career so far? A big shift or an epiphany where it's it's stuck with you ever since? Yeah, I, th- I think there are a couple, definitely there are a few 
aha moments, right? I think maybe one is um, definitely uh, communication, right? Um, and I'll give you a recent example. Like we, so, so our company is going through a transformation and digitalization journey. And I think what I've learned is, um, you know, when, when, when a company has aspirations to transform a company, right? Uh, trying to bring a company to the next level, I think the communication to staff, right, from the senior leaders right down to um, the rank and file staff, right, is is extremely important. You know, so it's not just, for example, a person or a leader having a vision of what a company is supposed to be and just drive the team hard, right? I think that's not the intent. The intent is really to communicate uh, why and the how. You know, uh, obviously you start off with always the vision and the purpose of the organization, right? And why are we going through that journey, you know? And why is it important? And what's important for those individuals as well, you know, that we that we embark on, 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 on this journey together and, and really a way of getting everyone uh, uh, on the bus to make sure that we, you know, achieve a great things together, you know? So, so I think, so the great, the, one of these great aha moments was when sometimes when you talk to when, when I talk to some of these um, staff or leaders and they, and, and uh, at a, at a juncture they they didn't understand right why we are going through uh, that process or that of, of that journey right and um, and for me it made me realize that you you, you, you don't just communicate you over communicate where you can right so I think staff engagement at all levels is extremely important. And that's got to be done on an ongoing basis so that you, you stay engaged as well. And also for you, a, a chance for you to understand some of their challenges as well, right, on the ground. And be able to not just empathize, but find solutions together with the team. So that's one of the big aha moments for me. I think the other one is really around, um, I guess, um, looking at um, uh, driving results, right, uh, for, for a company. And um, it's, it's a bit similar to communication, but ground up getting everyone on site to share your vision is, is extremely important. And from time to time, you get um, naysayers, right? You get those who are roadblocking your, your, your path, right? And obviously, you try to bring uh, those individuals on the journey with you. But you're going you're gonna, to, at some stage, get um, certain individuals who are not going to be... Um, uh, on board, right? And, and the question is, what do you do? And, and, and for me, one of the key lessons, right, that I've learned from another company is, uh, you know, sometimes when you, you get individuals who are caught in that situation, right, who are, who are refusing to change or they have a, a, a fixed way of, uh, you know, of, of, of not collaborating or not cooperating, then probably it's best to, uh, to be cruel, to be kind, right? I mean, for non-performing staff, and 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 I think for, for as leaders, sometimes you have to also trust your sixth sense. Obviously, you can get some validation from your trusted uh, team members, right? And it's having very honest conversations with these individuals, right, in terms of the expectations of the organization and the company and yourself as a leader, and and what he or she is mm. supposed to do. You know, and, and at a point in time, if the person still refuses to change or becomes toxic or starts to sabotage initiatives, then you know, then you need to have those very serious conversations about you know parting of ways, right? And and obviously, when we do this kind of um, 
really difficult, uh, I would say, uh, uh, task, right? I think the most important thing is to do it with, um, do it with respect. I think, so a person not successful in, in, in one organization, um, does not mean that he or she would not be in another. You know, and, and, and the key thing is to convey the message without, uh, you know, um, I, I guess the word is, you know, um, hurting the person, right? You know, um, because that, that person need to find a job somewhere else. And, and for the, so to me, there are two kinds of individuals that you have to, sometimes you get to part ways with. One is a competency uh, kind of um, a situation whereby what I mentioned earlier about, you know, trying to, um, you know, be as kind as you can in terms of how you manage the situation and let the person part with his head hell high so that you know that you can be successful elsewhere. You've got the other, you've got the other individuals whereby they are, you know, overly negative or overly, uh, you know, um, uh, I would say um, roadblockers, right? For those individuals, obviously the treatment is slightly different, but still you've got to do it with respect because ultimately what you want is to uh, have good parting, right? And make sure that, uh, you know, uh, you know, your 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 company and the people within your organization is not affected by some of these things which are happening, you know, um, because you, mm. you never know for some of these individuals when you are in the process of doing that they could be uh, saying things right or they could be uh, being toxic within the organization what is in the organization, you know. So th- those are key things that as a leader you got to be aware of in terms of how you manage yeah. those difficult um, situations. Yeah. Yeah, some great thoughts on how to manage those difficult situations. Thank you. Uh, let's jump into Leadership Express. The first question I have for you, Mac, is about a book. Do you have a book in mind that you have gifted to other people or a book that you've recommended a lot to other people? Yeah, I think I must, I must confess that I've not gifted. <laughs> but, but I've recommended books uh, to, uh, to, uh, to friends and even to my family members. And one of the books I, I read uh, uh, quite some time back, actually, which I once in a while, I'll just go back to it, um, is a Dale Carnegie book, How to Make Friends and Influence People. It's a very old book. Um, and, and that book actually sets, uh, it's, it's probably ahead of its time, right, where it talks about how um, you, you should carry uh, conversations and have engagements with uh, individuals to, to, one, is to achieve mutual objectives together and etc. So I, I thought that was one of the books that I really, really enjoyed reading. I mean, there are many other books that I've read along the way, um, leadership type uh, books. Um, uh, but, but this is one that actually stood out for me in terms of uh, how to be a better leader. Mm. Yeah, no, it's a great, uh, great recommendation, a, a wonderful book. Um, next question what uh what's a great piece of advice you've received at some point in life or leadership someone gave you advice and it really stuck with you hmm. actually like i mentioned there's so many great advice from different bosses i had right um two right there, there, i would say there are two 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 things which two two advice that have actually there's quite a few but i'll, I'll just mention two one is um uh, I think it's during the days of in um, uh, in in another company, right? Where, um, uh, in fact, in one of my earlier days, where uh, 
the uh, we will we will share this story about um, one of my bosses having a meeting with a very uh, the, the most senior uh, uh, individual in organization right and they were giving reasons uh, why uh, the company's not doing well you know uh, they're talking about the economy is bad uh, competition is stiff uh, you know etc etc and I think the um, the, uh, the, the boss looked back at uh, mine's very senior boss at a point in time and, and mentioned um, uh, if, if, I, if I need to know about the economy, I'll go to the economist uh, and competition is always there. I'm asking you how are you going to grow the company? Um, and, and so I think that I think uh, s- s- stood up for me, right? Uh, whereby when, when my boss reflected and shared this with us, right? is to really look at solutions and not just look at the problems. Uh, and, and, and on a note of that, I think when we started working closely with uh, this boss of mine and, and, and my other colleagues, right, the mindset shift right, is actually um, is, is really critical in terms of getting things done, achieving even better things than you ever think you could. Right? So, the, the, so the, 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 the motto of nothing is impossible came very strongly that we, we, we shared among ourselves and that's something that he uh, that he shared with us and we um, I, I have it to this day right and that's something which I which I fully subscribe to uh, that's one uh, the second the second one is really more um, more about people to people relationship and um, and, in, and this is this really from the this really from the good book right um, a soft answer turns away wrath right and I think in in, in, in my dealings with uh, different individuals you know uh difficult situations whether it's whether it's staff partners or even in family situations right? you you find that for example sometimes when you um have a uh, uh, an, uh, a conversation that's turning out to be an argument or something extremely contentious right uh that if you're able to respond in a way that is calm uh I think you're you're gonna get a, a much better response subsequently. So if a person raises his or her voice and the other party starts to raise his or her voice, it's gonna be an escalation of uh, who shouts the loudest, right? Uh, but if a person is screaming at one side and the other person speaks in a more calm manner to calm the other person down, the likelihood is that you know you 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 will you'll be able to calm the other individual down and come to some kind of a landing point. In terms of what the actually primary issue is, and be able to hopefully resolve the problems, or at least walk away to agree to disagree, uh, without you know the relationship becoming contentious. So those are the mm. two things which I which I say which are really uh, helpful that I'm, I still I think I still practice it today. Yeah, uh, they're great thoughts. Thank you. Last question: If you could only give one piece of leadership advice to a young leader, what would you say to them? Thank, thank you for that, journal. I, I think for me, um, it's the advice my my dad um, gave me, right? It's um, really regardless of the success that, that you've attained, no matter, you know, at what age, you know, uh, young or old, to, to stay humble and keep learning. I think that's the most important thing because I think the world is um, evolving today. And, and I guess today with uh, digitalization and all these changes around us, uh, one has to be, you know, uh, extremely uh, open and adaptable uh, so 
and a success achieved uh, yesterday, last year, or whatever it is, uh, doesn't mean success for tomorrow, right? So to keep learning and um, and, and keep keep your ears on the ground, know what's happening, and, and just make sure that you uh, uh, stay abreast of all the latest developments and and, and stay relevant mm. to the changing world today. Yeah, great advice. Thank you for sharing that. Um, for people who really enjoyed today, Mac, how can they find you, follow you online, and also find out about the uh, about the company? Yeah, so for, for you definitely can find me on LinkedIn for sure. I'm on LinkedIn. Some I, I I do post uh, actively on LinkedIn every now and then, and also on MSIG uh, website, um, msig.com.sg is where you could find uh, more about uh, my company and more about the kind of services that we provide and happy to link up with anyone for further discussions in the future. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, well, I want to thank you for joining, uh, thank our listeners for joining us as we've had this conversation with Mac. It's been wonderful to get to know a bit of his story. Um, don't forget, we also have the John O. White Leadership Podcast and the Leadership Question of the Day Podcast. So go and check those out. But I want to finish today by saying a massive thank you to you, Mac, for being so generous with your time, uh, for sharing great stories about your dad and uh, and also about, um, like you said, you know, the really significant leader um, of your country who influenced you so much and uh, yeah it's just been a joy to have you on the podcast thank you so much thank you Johnny. it's been a pleasure thank you so much well i hope you enjoyed that episode of the leadership conversations podcast as much as i did if you're joining us for the first time don't forget to check out consultclarity.org that's our website consultclarity.org we have so many free resources on there including our seven questions on leadership series we've had more than 1500 leaders from all over the world in all different roles in different industries answer these seven questions on leadership and leaders give these in-depth answers around how they spend their time uh, a book that's been significant for them it's just a gold mine it's completely free to access so go to consultclarity.org and look for that we'd also love to interview you about your leadership i believe your experience your life your context means that you have advice on leadership that other leaders can learn from yes you if you're going not me well no i really believe you would have something to add so if you're looking for a way to give back it's completely free to get involved and we would love to interview you through the seven questions on leadership you just go to consultclarity.org forward slash seven dash questions dash interest or google consultclarity.org seven questions interest and fill out the form and get involved we have a free resource on our website called the Leadership Survival Guide. It's a 57-page ebook, 10 world-class leaders giving their thoughts on leadership, and that's completely free. It's available on our homepage, consultclarity.org, right at the top. So make sure you go and get that and download it today. And we have a free daily email that you can subscribe to. We send this out to over 15,000 leaders from around the world. And uh, it contains the highlights of content from our podcasts, our blogs, um, our books, books we're reading. It's got the best content and it gives you exclusive, limited, early access to our masterclasses, workshops, new products, special offers. It's all for our subscribers. You can go to consultclarity.org 
forward slash subscribe and join 15,000 other leaders. And you know, my gift to you is to work really hard, particularly through the Leadership Conversations podcast. I have been blown away by the quality of the leaders and I'm learning as much as anyone in doing these interviews. So I'm having a great time. And my gift to you is to keep lining up the best leaders I can to invest in your leadership. Your gift to me, if you're finding this helpful, there is something that you could do that would help us out massively. And that is to write a review and to leave a rating for our podcast or wherever you're watching or listening to this. I can't tell you how much that helps us out. Also subscribe or follow. It really does make a difference in helping us to help more leaders become everything they're meant to be. Another thing that means a lot to me personally is when I see our community share our content. So if you do share this or any other piece of content on social media, then thank you and and please do that. And look for me, John O. White, or Clarity, and tag us in your post. Our team is always looking for posts to engage with from our community. And there's also a chance that we'll share your content uh, to go beyond and share it with our followers. Last of all, you can check out my book. It's called Step Up or Step Out, How to Deal with Difficult People Even If You Hate Conflict. I wrote this book because 50% of the coaching sessions I have with leaders, this topic comes up again and again and again. And it's this idea of how do I have this difficult conversation? How do I lead this person better when I'm finding them difficult? Or in some cases you look and you say, I think I might be leading a difficult person. They're just quite difficult to lead or I'm finding them quite difficult to lead. So there's a three-step process that I unpack in step up or step out. And the amazing thing, and I've literally done this myself and I've heard it anecdotally from other leaders as I've coached them, is that if you follow this process, you will see that person step up and change their behavior or make a decision, which is to step out some of the time. Uh, 95% of the time, people will step up or step out in just four weeks. And I stand by that. It's uh, You have to read the book to understand, but uh, I really do believe in it and I've experienced it firsthand. It works. So you can go to Amazon, look up Step Up or Step Out John O. White or store.consultclarity.org forward slash book. Well, thank you so much for listening. We're going to be back with a new episode next time of the Leadership Conversations podcast. And I hope today has helped you to take another step towards becoming the leader you're meant to be. See you next time.